Okay, first and foremost, we are not mental health professionals. We are here to share our experience, but we can't give you medical advice. If you're experiencing a crisis, please reach out to a local or national resource. You can reach the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or find additional mental health resources on the ABA website. My computer this time again. Okay, hi everybody. Yes, what's happening? Oh God. Okay. Um, so last week I forgot to put it on gallery view. So it was just like seeing one of us at a time. Oh, yeah. I changed that this week. So hopefully that's easier. Cause I kind of prefer if they just can see both of us. At Me the too. Time. I don't need a whole close up of my breakfast. So it was really bringing attention to how much I like touch my face and adjust my hair and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for 30 seconds. You guys don't need to see all that. That's fine. No. We'll, just, we'll just do a widespread. We are doing a morning recording of yep. Mensana, a motion for mental health. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend, yep. um, a pretty different weekend, I think, for most of us and yep. <laughs> how we like typically spend it. Although I cannot say that for myself. I've been on the river most of the weekend, and my Instagram memory alerted me that that's how I spent last Memorial Day weekend. Oh, nice. So I felt like good. Thank you, social media, as a contrast yeah. to like, what we were talking about last week, but yeah, we have spent the last three Memorial Days in a row in Ocean City on the beach. This is the first time in literally four years that we're not there. So it's really weird. I keep I keep forgetting, honestly, that it's even Memorial Day weekend because yeah. I'm just here doing the same things. I'm, I'm still working today for ha at least half the day because I still have a ton of stuff to do. And I worked all weekend, which is part of why we didn't record last night like we normally do, because yesterday was really the first day in a long time I'd had fully off and was able to just like take some time. Um, so I don't know, it doesn't feel like Memorial Day weekend at all. And I'm sure that other people can relate to that. But hopefully everyone is finding their way to have fun and just relax, maybe take some time off or whatever is working for you. Yeah. I mean, conversely, I'm going to take this day to like get a head start on my week a bit and yeah. do some work like and thinking so I'm not thinking about it as like oh it's another work day I have to work I'm like ooh, I'm gonna like bite exactly. some off of my week yep. so that reframing has been positive for yes. me for sure but I'm doing the yeah. same thing yeah so what are we talking about today oh wait first off this is a podcast Oh, this is a podcast dedicated to reducing mental health stigma in the legal industry through weekly conversations. Woo woo. Back and somebody made a good suggestion to title these episodes differently than our normal ones, like calling them casual chats or something like that. So I think we're going to work on that. If you guys have any good ideas, let us know. Yeah. Um, per usual, I'm not like in video mode. I don't have makeup on or anything. So please just enjoy what you're seeing and <laughs> get yeah. dressed yet so here we are yeah this is like I've said every episode this is quarantine podcast recording and you're not getting anything better out of me <laughs> you just deal with us so yeah exciting. that's it uh all right so I think our topic today is talking about working from home and how things are different no matter what your work situation normally is. But before we jump in, I did just want to give you guys a quick update on my mental health because I'm having a pretty bad day. And I don't think you guys really get to see a side of me when I'm actually having a bad day. I know I've talked about my depression a lot and my anxiety and OCD and other things I've been diagnosed with. Um, I am currently tracking my... PMS symptoms to determine whether or not I have PMDD, 
my psychiatrist is pretty sure that I do have it, but the only way to like officially diagnose it by the books is by tracking your symptoms every day of your cycle for two straight cycles. So I'm on my first one of those. Um, I have kind of proactively increased my Lexapro dose for 10 days leading up to my period, seven to 10 days leading up to my period. Um, so I take 10 milligrams essentially two weeks out of the month and then I take 15 milligrams for another two weeks out of the month. Um, for those of you that have PMDD, I would absolutely love to hear from you because it's something I've really, really been struggling with for the last couple of months, wondering if it is PMDD or I was even concerned that I had some level of bipolar because I will have like 10 days out of the month where I just feel completely out of it. I don't feel like myself anymore. And so I've been working with my psychiatrist about it and trying to talk about it. Um, today in particular has been a really awful day. I woke up with incredible anxiety, my OCD. Um, as I've talked to you guys before, um, actually, I don't know if I ever mentioned that I did actually get an official OCD diagnosis from my psychiatrist as well. When I first started seeing her, she was unsure about it, but now I do have an official diagnosis from my psychiatrist for that also. Um, but I don't have the, I don't have like rituals. I have, um, what's it called? Uh, like it's um my it's just thoughts like I have obsessive thoughts I I um become very obsessed with thoughts that I don't want to be thinking about and I don't know why I can't think of the word for it right now but anyway uh oh intrusive thoughts intrusive thoughts there you go um so I uh today and yesterday and the day before I have been in like extreme rumination mode just ruminating on one particular part of my life that I'm struggling with right now um, and it's a lot of up and down it's a lot of weirdness part of the, another part of the reason why I didn't want to record last night because I really just wasn't feeling like myself didn't want to have to get in zoom in front of you all um, but I am committed to the podcast so I'm doing it today anyway even though I'm also having a bad day today but um, I did just want to let you guys know that like that's something I'm going through and I hope that if you're going through something similar you're comfortable reaching out to us or reaching out to someone that you have that you can talk to for me it's usually Laura <laughs> um, or one of my friends from home so um, yeah it's quarantine does not mental health does not um, care about quarantine does not discriminate, does not care that everything else in life is already stressful and this is the last thing I need. It's here and it's making life even more difficult. So um, yeah, just wanted to give you guys that quick update. I'll let you know how my next visit with my psychiatrist goes and if we what we decide there. But for now, I'm just tracking things to have kind of that official paper record of PMDD potentially. Good times. Yeah, super good times. It's really good to be feeling this way when I'm also the most busy I've ever been with work. And also there's a pandemic still happening. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of Memorial Day, uh, there were a lot of people not social distancing this weekend. Like all I saw everywhere was boat parties and lake parties and barbecues and just a lot of stuff that I didn't think we were allowed to do right now, but people are doing it. Yeah, well, America is over quarantining, yeah. so we've just decided to stop. Apparently. Yeah, which also increased my anxiety, which 
I also yeah. have to just accept and separate myself from, but yeah, so. Yeah, I felt that too. I feel like I've been in a kind of a bubble with the quarantine stuff just yeah. because, I don't know, like my like quarantine or quarantine, should I say, his. <laughs> I like that. Y'all. <laughs> yes. I did not, that's not trademark. That's not me, but I'm, I've been saying it everywhere. Um, <laughs> but they're not, we're all kind of doing the same things and nobody's really behaving irresponsible yeah. for us like everybody has their own way or draws their line in the sand but I went to the drive-in um this weekend because yes. the drive-in is having like socially distanced drive-in and it's at like half capacity there's all these precautions and it's nice because you're like in your own little car bubble you don't have to exit your car if you don't want to at all yeah. um I really don't but of course I'm a trash panda and I wanted popcorn and nachos specifically popcorn on like really like crappy cheese nachos um Ooh, so yum. yeah so they like have all mobile ordering and it's all set up, but like I've been twice to the drive-in since quarantine and the first time, say about like half people were wearing masks, which I was like, okay, I guess I'm not getting popcorn and nachos. Yeah. Uh, this time, literally me and one other person out of a sea of people there were wearing masks. And oh again, if you're staying in the own little bubble of your car, it doesn't quite matter, but like everybody was up near the concession stands and like out on their lawn chairs and all oh. this stuff and like. I felt safe because I could stay, you know, in the vehicle. Right. But like getting my friggin' popcorn was like a yeah, it was actually, Yeah, it was pretty similar at Home Depot yesterday. I had to go because we have, well, we had to get some things for the house, but I was there and I was one of the only people wearing a mask and I was like constantly putting hand sanitizer on my hands after I touched everything because I was freaking out. And there were just yeah. a lot of people there. Yeah, um, this makes me yeah. paranoid. It heightens my anxiety for sure. Like, I got yeah. back on the popcorn and I was like rattled. And I was yeah. like, no, I need to like chill out now because I just feel like I went into a sea of disease. And yep. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting so, for sure. It's um, an interesting Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Sure. It's very so, what are we? Oh, I'll, I'll do a quick update for my um, mental health too. I've been thinking about um, similar to PMDD stuff. Uh, after my endometriosis surgery, my OBGYN recommended I get on this medication called Orlissa, which okay. is a pill form of the drug Lupron, which has been used to treat endo for a while. Okay. And I have not yet taken it, which is um, interesting because you would think that I want to like, you know, on paper prevent another $5,000 surgery. Right. Um, but I've read a lot about it and I've done my research and I think it just tracks pretty closely with how I'm thinking about COVID and quarantine stuff. Mm -hmm. And the amount of information out there is like, we know some things to be true, other things are not, nothing's clear. Um, I I don't know, like it seems medically risky for me to be on this thing that may not do anything at all. Yeah, it's, it's like, it just reminds me of COVID stuff too. People keep on trying different things. Um, people are getting tests, swab tests, antibody tests, and they have like questionable validity. And it just makes me want to, it's frustrating. It makes me want to yeah. throw my hands up and be like, all right, I'm not doing anything then, right? Like, which I don't do with COVID. Like I'm clearly like social distancing and stuff. And I surely would love to prevent another surgery to the extent that I can. May not be hey. able to anyway, who knows? Um, yeah. But I think that when I was younger, I thought that like medical things above probably all things were matters of like clear facts and explanation and, you know, we listen to science and there are black and white things. 
of course, that's like kind of like a, um, you know, a juvenile view, obviously you had to go through different things to get to the point of black and white facts and like, yeah. oh, everybody gets up, mumps, measles, right. and rubella vaccination. And most of us at least think that's a good idea, right? But <laughs> um, I don't know. It's interesting to think about those areas Yeah. in the medical field, specifically a field that most of us are like, oh yeah, that's legit. Um, Especially and- when you have a doctor telling you like, you should take this medication and you're like, okay, I should definitely just listen to you. And then you go home. And the same thing happened to me with Lexapro actually, when I got prescribed it, I started reading around the internet, just like different uh, side effects that people had experienced and hopefully positive experiences. And it was the same thing. I was like, I don't know if I should take this. It, like a lot of people have had not so good experiences with it. It's a little different. I think than what you're talking about because Lexapro is more heavily studied probably. So there are facts about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I went through the same thing and I, and I agree. I feel like when I was younger, I would have thought if my doctor tells me something, my doctor knows all and would never steer me wrong. And today it's like, not that you think your doctor is steering you wrong or trying to, but you also want to be able to have information yourself and learn about it and understand it. And if you can't get to that point, I can see how it'd be, an uncomfortable situation with just putting something in your body that you don't feel like you know enough about. Right. Right. And I mean, the other side of that is like, Oh, okay, well do this or surgery or maybe surgery will never happen. It's just like so many factors that feel out of control that I'm like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know what to do here. And that makes me feel unsettled. So like now my, I got the Orlissa and it's sitting in my cabinet and it like (laughs) stares at me when I open it and I'm like, I see you, but I feel like you're going to be harmful. And related to mental health, the reason why um, many people think Orlissa is risky because it, in studies, et cetera, and this is all published, seems to have pretty detrimental effects on mental health. Like a lot of shit happens. Whoops. I don't care. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of shit happens. Like how you cared care. for one second and then you were like, no, I don't care. <laughs> uh, um, I'll have to mark this as explicit. Like, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't say a curse. Oh, yes, I can. Yeah. I'm almost 30, right, monkey? Um, but I, um, this is Willow. Um, Oh, hi, Willow. So I I don't, I lost my train of thought. Thank you. I lost my train of thought. She said, mom, I can tell you're getting stressed and I'm just going (laughs) to calm you down really quick. I know. I know. Um, but yeah. Oh, it was sort of like the flippant way that mental health was treated by a lot of mental health professionals that I was like, or medical professionals that I was like, I don't really, my OBGYN's perspective on the mental health effects were like trifold. Like one, she was like, you could take it. You could stop taking it if you feel like it has an adverse effect on mental health. So I was like, okay. And then she was like, also people are usually so happy to have their pain, their endometriosis pain relieved by it, that they just deal with the mental health effects. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't think it's not like invalidating on its face. It's not like yeah. facially inval- invalidating, but it is an effect. Like, here's this drug. It's the only drug you can use. Who cares if it has an effect on mental health? Yeah. Maybe you get really bad depression. I don't know. And also, I have the kind of endometriosis that, thank- thankfully, um, I don't have chronic pain every day or anything. It, my endo pain was literally for like two or three very, very intense hours um, around my period. So... <laughs> That really, that reasoning wouldn't work on a case like mine. Anyway. Right. Um, but I just think it's interesting that the, that we think that, oh, that is a valid handoff. Um, yeah. <laughs> like physical pain. Oh, well, you know, go, go have some depression, anxiety. It's not as bad as, 
physical pain. And I think I would honestly argue probably the opposite for me. I feel like sometimes my mental health is, um, it's not like precariously balanced or anything, but at the same time, I definitely don't want to rock the boat. Right. 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 I don't want to question where things have come. I've done so much yeah. work like you have as far as tracking cyclical changes in my mental yeah. health etc thinking about how like drinking and different things affects my mental health into like just willy-nilly start taking something that has really you know documented poor effects on mental health right. I don't know it seems it seems risky plus then I feel like that's putting pressure on you to just accept that right like if your doctor is telling you oh like a lot of people just accept negative mental health effects because they're so happy not to be in pain anymore and then you're like are you telling me that's what I should do? Because I'm not comfortable doing that. Yeah. I don't know, maybe because like she's an OBGYN that maybe doesn't deal with mental health often. She doesn't understand. Yeah. And she sees her patients in such like severe physical pain that yeah. I get it. And that might, yeah. And that so, might be yeah. more of a valid, I hesitate to say valid, but more of a a better recommendation for people who do have severe chronic pain, like, sure, like every day. Yeah. And I yeah. could, I could understand how that, that severe chronic pain every day would have an adverse effects on your mental health too. So maybe you roll the dice and you right. say maybe, maybe not being in constant severe pain yeah. will help my mental health. So right. I could see, I could see that being a thing too, but for my case, and of course they're all, everybody's an individual. You make your own decision, but yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't, I'm not going to, take the blue pill and like roll it up you know what I mean I don't know yeah yeah I don't know that's well good luck let me know like what you end up with um also I just realized I don't think we actually said what PMDD is it is um premenstrual dysphoric disorder so it's essentially PMS but on another level it's much more intense to the point where your symptoms interfere with your daily life so like for me my ruminating makes it hard for me to focus on daily tasks it makes it hard for me to focus at work in addition to that i already have adhd so my focus is already off anyway so it's not helpful to have something that my brain wants to keep focusing on when i have other things i need to focus on um so yeah so just in case you aren't familiar with it, it, that's what it is. Like I said, if anyone has it, let us know. Um, but yeah, that's, let me know, Laura, how, what you decide with that. Um, definitely. Yeah, keep me updated on the PMDD. Might yeah. For myself. Yeah. So, okay. We've spent a little bit of time giving you guys updates. Um, let's just quickly, like five to 10 minutes, talk about working from home. And then if we, if the discussion needs to get carried on to next week, happy to do that also. Um, so for me, everybody knows I work from home all the time. What is What has been surprising to me is that even though on an objective level, my day-to-day -day hasn't really changed because I'm still working from home, I'm still in my office, which actually, I don't know if I had these decorations last time I recorded. You did. Oh, I did. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> They're still beautiful though. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so even though like objectively my day-to-day -day hasn't changed, it's still been really, really stressful working from home just because the world is in such disarray at this point. Um, and we actually shared something on our Instagram the other day that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was really helpful when I read it. It was kind of like a light bulb went off in my head. And it was something, I'm not gonna remember it word for word, but it was something like, you are not just working from home, you are at home during a pandemic trying to get work done. And I think that's really important because this isn't 
normal life for anyone. It's not normal for me who works from home all the time. It's not normal for Laura who doesn't work as home as at much. It's not normal for my partner who never works at home and is trying to now. Um, so, so I think this is probably a stressful time for anyone. And that's why we wanted to talk about it and talk to you guys about what's working for us and what isn't. Um, and I've talked about working from home before, but I think that for me, what is most important is making, uh, planning my schedule at the outset of the day, knowing the things I have to work on and when I'm going to work on them. And second, having a space that I dedicate to work. So I have my office, which is where I work. And then at the end of the day, I'll maybe like finish some stuff up in the living room downstairs, but I try not to work from the living room all day. So I think those are kind of the two things that are working for me. Lara, I, don't, I know we've talked about this before, but do you have like specific things that are working for you? Are you still experiencing the stress of like working from home, even though you like working from home? Is it still like stressful for you? Um, it honestly feels really normal to me okay. now um, yeah. because I always loved working from home and yeah. <laughs> getting to work from home 24 seven was kind of like a silver lining. I was like, phew, thanks. But again, obviously I don't know that that is typical because I'm also, you know, single. I'm here with my dog. My sister is yeah. my roommate. Um, I don't know, like my, my work from home life is pretty compatible, like with my lifestyle. Okay. Um, I pretty much sit in this spot like all day, most of the day. And I shift my chair around into the shade depending on how hot I get, which is why I'm like chronically sunburned. Um, <laughs> but the being outside helps my mental health so much that I feel like it's been able to kind of like assail those parts that would be stressful. That's and awesome. I don't, I try to not, I don't think it's helpful for me to like, sometimes I'll work from home in my bed. If it's cloudy, I do try to move away from my bed. I think that's been helpful to not to like actually like get dressed into something else comfortable. Um, but not just like stay in my PJs working from bed because it just feels that feels bad yeah. to me. It feels like depressing for some reason. So yeah. at least shifting around in my house, moving a lot, um, still like getting an exercise throughout the day, that kind of stuff, um, has been super helpful. I don't have as much of a regimented schedule. It's like, that's usual for me. Yeah. I never truly do. Even when I am more so when I'm working for the office, just because I try to be there um, pretty early because that's when I get my best work done. Um, and I keep that same schedule here. I'm not like sleeping in and working later or anything. Um, so I'm on like more of a time schedule. Um, but I think also because I don't know, I'm in house, right? So I have, I'll have different random things pop up during the day. Maybe all day is spent on some HR issue and I didn't plan it. And maybe I'm having like six o'clock conference calls and stuff. And some days aren't like that. Some days it's fully yeah. like autonomous and I can get done projects that I've been working on. So, which I like, I like the variety in my day. Um, yeah. And it doesn't feel, I've tried to be more loosey goosey with it. So it doesn't feel like I'm getting off track when I yeah. have to deal with some HR issue or something that pops up because that's kind of the nature of the beast of in-house um, yeah. and trying to be more fluid with it instead of being like, oh, I was supposed to get this done. I don't know. Like our priorities is in-house, I think in general, like shift all the time. And that's, that's the same with firm working too. You're going to have something come up and be like, oh, this client wants this thing yesterday and your whole day is derailed. But that I tried to literally been my, Yeah, that has literally been my entire life for the past like two weeks. It's I, I just keep saying I've lost all ability to plan my day. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So like I was saying before, planning my day is really helpful, but 
I also understand that that is not always the case for me. And it sounds like for you, Laura, that has been almost impossible recently. Um, Not having a plan has been the plan because frankly, like I get more like mentally upset when I'm like derailed from a, if I have a schedule and I don't get it done, then all these intrusive thoughts start about how like I can't keep to a schedule and I didn't get this thing done that I had to get done. Really, only I said I had to get done the thing, you know, so trying to be more like relaxed about a schedule in this current time is helpful for me, but it's also because of quarantine time and my company, like many companies and like many of your clients are experiencing kind of unprecedented issues, um, especially to do with employment law and HR and that kind of stuff that lawyers counsel about. So um, I've especially tried to lean into not having a plan because things will pop up and I have to be on it. Yeah. And I can't, I can't be married to the thing I had to do. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's something I've been trying to get more comfortable with. It's definitely something that's a little bit difficult for me because I really feel comfortable when I plan things, especially when it comes to work, because I've always got so many different things all the time that I feel like if I don't plan, I am going to drop the ball on things. So, so that is, that's a good point. And that's something I've been trying to work on as well, because like, I am not good at that. I'm not good at going with the flow throughout the day, but I swear to God, I have just been constantly in firefighting mode for the past like two weeks. I'm just like putting out this fire. And then as soon as this one's going down, I'm like, oh shit, there's one over here. And I'm like putting that one out. And then this one's like blowing back up. And I'm like, it's, it's crazy. It's craziness. Um, And I think for me, it's a little bit of a product of the pandemic itself because most of my clients are digital health companies that are right now experiencing like insane demand, which I may have already said before, like two weeks ago, but so, so it's just constant. All of my clients are doing really awesome things. They're all signing really big deals and selling their product and just exploding and innovating and doing really awesome things but it is very overwhelming for me to stay on top of for sure. And I've had to work on becoming more comfortable with having a plan of getting things done and then getting none of that done because I'm doing other things all day. And then sometimes I'll even have to like in the evening or on the weekend, get those things done that I wasn't able to, because there are other clients that need those things as well, even though they're not the ones that are on fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that it's, it's been hectic for sure. And I'm sure y'all are experiencing, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel my mom is always like, when I tell her about my crazy days, she's like job security. And I'm like, but it's true though. Um, not so much in terms of job security, because a lot of companies are frankly not going to do well during this time. Um, my company is nursing home residents, as I've said before. So clearly we're, we're struggling. Um, but that being said, I feel incredibly fortunate for my crazy days because I think that we're in the minority of people yeah. who um, are in the minority of like service industries who are kind of blowing up right yeah. now. Um, yeah, so I try to keep. Yeah, I, try I try to, to reframe it in that way. Anyway, when my head is like spinning and I'm like we have a job. We're able yeah. to pay for things. I have security for like my family right now, you know. So. I don't know. It comes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my clients too are pivoting right now to do, to offer a return to work solution. So they're helping companies digitize their return to work screens for employees to maintain workplace safety and make sure that it's safe for employees to come back to work, like checking their temperature or having them report a cough if they have one, things like that. 
And like, for instance, one client just signed with a whole city, like a pretty big city and is going to be in like 30 different agencies. Their app is going to be used by all the employees there. So it's really cool stuff. And I think you're right that trying to, and I know we talk about how we don't want to just like make everyone feel like they have to be optimistic and positive about things. Cause they're certain, like it still is stressful, yeah. but I do try to remind myself that I am on some level lucky to be in the position that I'm in versus the opposite where certain industries are not thriving. They're doing the opposite of thriving in this. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But all right. So I think we've been talking for a while. Hopefully that was helpful. I know it was more of a mental health update about us than it was overall giving you guys tips, but hopefully that the last five or 10 minutes or so of talking about work tips has been helpful. Let us know if you have any others that you've discovered that have been working for you during quarantine. We'd love to share them. Um, I hope that everyone else is having a better day than I am. And I did, I did just figure out how to post these videos to our IGTV. So if you're interested in seeing the video, definitely follow us on Instagram at emotion for mental health. Watch the video. It's just us talking on Zoom with each other. It's nothing super exciting, but it's there. I, I know some super exciting. There's yeah. a Wilco appearance in here. I ate a breakfast quesadilla. I mean, that's what true. That's asked for. Yeah, that's a good point. High quality content. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Happy pills. Shoot, happy pills. I totally forgot because I feel like I don't have one right now. You go first. <laughs> I can go. I have a big one. I have a really big happy pill. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Sorry. Yes, no, you did. Okay. Way, to, way to overshadow my giant happy pill, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right, there's a super obnoxious bird. Like, can you I hear it? My whole eating season for birds, I think. This is the distractions that I deal with with working from home. It's like my dog stalking a squirrel over here and a really obnoxious crow, like, at me. And then somebody is singing about Jesus, like, two houses down-ish. Oh, so we wow. have a cacophony of things happening. Um, Very exciting. So my really big happy pill is I am – I feel like this is kind of like a pregnancy announcement that you're going to release too early because you, you don't officially have the baby yet. You know how you're not supposed to, like, say things, like, before – what is yeah. it, like, 12 weeks? I'm not pregnant. Haha. Um <laughs> I am officially under contract on a house. So very excited. Um, yeah. Big moves. Yeah. So it happened really quickly. And I feel like I'm like, what, what, what? Um, I mean, anybody who's been through this process knows that, it, I mean, it's kind of like stereotypically stressful, right? But um, I don't know. I feel like my happy pill isn't so much like getting the house for this week, which is a huge relief and I'm very excited about it. But I feel like my happy pill is more of like, really appreciating how ridiculously supportive everybody has been in about this. So yes, my usual like support squad has been wonderful. Right. But random people, like, it just feels like everybody is like rooting for me in this. And I just kind of came into it thinking that like, Oh, like it's going to be terrible. It's going to be a pain to get this together and that together. And this is going to be a pain and it hasn't been yeah. like even like random people on strangers on the internet like in customer service people have been like above a the call of duty i was talking with like somebody i have my 401k um roll into a um a trust temporarily from my last job when my firm closed down oh, okay. and i don't know anything about i'm an attorney i know nothing about that kind of stuff. like numbers are not my forte 
And I was just super clueless. Like I've been through this whole process and the random lady on the phone was like telling me all these tax break tips and like what to do and what not to do and different yeah. first time home buyer, th- like all this stuff that she certainly didn't have to answer. She like walked me through step by step. At the end of the phone call, we were calling her my aunt Sam, like, you know, just like random things that don't in my head typically happen with people that you have to deal with on customer service. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I know Facebook, I've been haggling with like washers and dryers on like Facebook marketplace because I'm like, I stay up all night and like do this. And yeah. people have been like, oh, we'll do whatever. We know first time home buying is so stressful. Like we can leave it out for you. Like, I don't know. So part of my happy pill too. Is, yeah, it's been so great. And I think it's also, once that started happening, I started like really trying to lean in and celebrate those like small victories has yeah. been really, really positive on my mental health. Like, awesome. I feel like normally when people would talk about that, like those little things, I'd be like, Oh, like, why are, why are we so happy about a customer service strap? And it's like, no, be happy about a customer service strap, yeah. right? Like lean into, I've been riding on that customer service high for like days, like who cares, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. So yeah. I've been just feeling super, super supported in it. And that's my happy pill. It's exciting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to think of one and I feel like <laughs> I don't have one, but, oh, I guess my happy pill will be that I got more plants yesterday. That's a great happy pill. Yeah. I was like, what'd you get? I got two Boston ferns for the front porch and then I got a begonia on our back porch. Oh, I love begonias. Yeah. It's like, it's like a baby. You can't see it from here, but it already has like some of the vi- the vine things coming off of it. And like, it's like bright red flowers on the top and it's just really pretty. So I'm excited that it's like time for flowers and plants and it to be warm out and slowly maybe like go to the beach at a socially safe distance. But like, I'm just excited that summer is kind of getting in full swing here. Yeah. Even though today does not feel like Memorial Day, I, I'm going to keep reminding myself that it is and that summer has arrived essentially. A good one. Good job. I'm proud yeah. of you. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm gonna go be sad all day now. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm gonna text you. <laughs> okay, well, I probably still will be sad, but that's okay because some days we can just be sad and yeah, you can lean into the sad. Yeah. Do it. I'm Have a sad Monday. And work while I watch Netflix. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.